Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. With us today is Chaplain Debbie Mond. She is the founder of an organization that is focused on reaching veterans and connecting them to God and their spiritual needs. They're called Veterans for Worship. Debbie, welcome and thanks for coming this morning. Thank you, Gary. Glad to have you here because, um, you know, this is such a big issue I guess it's also an individual issue. Everybody has this internal search and need for something greater than themselves. I need spiritual connection. I need to connect with God in whatever way they may or may not be able to articulate it. And you being a former uh, member of the military and a chaplain there, now veterans are outside. Uh, you know, they're a veteran. That means they're not active. There's no... Um, chaplain that they can turn to, right? Is that the basic? Let's give us the once-over on Veterans for Worship. Yes, thanks, Gary. Uh, You bring up a very good point, and one that I felt as a new battalion chaplain for the Army Reserves. I saw many uh, soldiers each and every weekend we would get together, and so many of them were coming from active duty. And I realized that military, when they're on active duty, they have a chaplain. When they're in the Garden Reserve, they have a chaplain. But when they leave uh, that military service, they don't always have a faith community that they can connect to. And uh, very early on, we would go to veteran stand-down events, and I would realize that there was no chaplain there. And so Veterans for Worship then became the chaplain uh, and a ministry of presence for those uh, former military and veterans in the veteran community. Great. And... That is a good once-over. Once That's beautiful. Uh, so articulate today to have a guest. This is awesome. It's going to be a great half hour. Um, so let me back up, too, so to chaplain. I mean, okay, most of us who have not served in the military, <laughs> maybe we only know what a chaplain is by watching MASH and Father Mulcahy, okay? Um, what is the role of a chaplain in a military unit? Uh, is there one every, I don't know, regiment, one every company, one every division? I don't know. how How... I, that's a big question. You can answer any part of it. What's their role? How many people can they serve? What do they do? Well, I could only speak to what I saw on the Army Reserve side of the house. Uh, normally, every battalion would be assigned a chaplain, and that chaplain would sometimes rotate and spend moments with each of the companies within that battalion. And I'm a Christian chaplain, but every single soldier that I served with knew that I'm everyone's chaplain. And it really is a ministry of presence, and that soldier can come into my office and they could speak to me on anything and everything. And as an Army Reserve chaplain at that time, they had 100% confidentiality, almost like a Catholic priest. And uh, that's pretty cool that everyone knows that in the service, a chaplain is there for my needs regardless of what their background is because this is different than going to someone who's a member of a church that is a specific denomination and you know their background and hopefully they know yours and exactly here's what we will talk about and we don't talk about anything else and you just reach their spiritual needs. Their, you are their faith community. Absolutely. Uh, okay, great. And and you mentioned this stand-down event you went to for veterans. I saw there's no chaplain here. How long ago was that? How long has uh, Veterans for Worship then been around? And who do you serve? Where is this located? Is it all Western Washington? King County? Snohomish County? 
Well, initially, our efforts began in Everett, Washington, and it just started with something that touched my heart. Um, April 23rd, 2016, I was at the VFW Post, Old Guard Post 2100 in Everett, and they were having their 85th birthday party. And I had been a post chaplain for Arlington Post, uh, Post 1561, and I'm sitting there in the bar with my husband, and I tell folks, uh, every good ministry starts in a bar. And I was looking at this event, and in many ways it reminded me of a church congregation. There was older members, and we're getting younger members, and it just felt like a church community to me. And it started with um, a Sunday remembrance service, the Sunday before Memorial Day. And so I didn't think anyone would come. And that very first year, we had over 50 people at our event. And then uh, folks started telling us about veteran stand-down events. And I thought, all right, we want to be there. We want to, just like as a chaplain in the Army Reserves, I would have a table with Bibles, and I would be there to talk with soldiers. Um, That's what I wanted to do with Veterans for Worship. So I remember we were kind of late applying for our very first veteran stand-down event, and we got in by the skin of our teeth, and it was uh, sponsored by the United Way, and it was at um, Mariner High School right there in Everett. And so I I brought everything, including a popcorn maker, (laughs) because I wanted to do whatever it took to connect to uh, the veterans there. And we had a a special veteran area. I even brought like a little putt-putt golf thing. And so, of course, three years later, I realized what I really need to bring and the things that I don't need to bring. But in preparation for that event, I realized I didn't really have Bibles for that use. And um, I wanted to give Bibles away if soldiers wanted them or if veterans wanted them. And so I reached out to American Bible Society, and uh, they have provided us with Bibles for the last three years, started blocking our front door with a bunch of boxes, and now they deliver a pallet of Bibles and resources for free on a tractor-trailer truck to my garage. Wow. So That's yes. pretty neat. That can't be uh, cheap for them to do. That's awful. That is amazing. Uh, We could not do what we do without their help and support and partnership. And you mentioned a veteran stand-down event that you've been to. Describe what that is for folks who are not veterans and not know what we're talking about. So a veteran stand-down event, I think the concept uh, came from being in the military where occasionally a unit would say, all right, we're having a stand-down and we're calling every single personnel from the unit in to make sure you're okay and to make sure you do um, your personnel paperwork and that kind of thing. And so the veteran community and many veteran service organizations uh, recreate that uh, sense of unit cohesion and unit events, and they really uh, advertise it to the veteran community. Uh, These veterans can come in and they can talk directly to someone from the VA Uh, The VFW is usually there, the American Legion. Um, If they're struggling with housing, they could get help, transportation. There will be clothing also provided. But what I did not see was a chaplain's presence there. Hmm, Very interesting. And and these are networking events for former military folk. Yes, sir. A stand-down. I like that because, yeah, that is a phrase uh, amongst, uh, I don't know, when you're 
out in the field and <laughs> so let's stand down and you take a unit behind the lines and mm-hmm. refit, I guess, or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I guess I want to talk now. That's great uh, rounding out the, our once over here of Veterans for Worship and, and your group, Debbie. Um, but I'm going to talk about something kind of pretty serious, a recent VA report, and I think it was just in the last week or two, on suicide of veterans. It was quite alarming and sobering to me, showing that at, I think it's 60,000 veterans died by suicide over the last 10 years or something, with little sign that that's slowing down Mm -hmm. and we've got to figure out what's going Mm -hmm. on and how to prevent that but at the same time these folks need to know they can reach out to for some (laughs) some help and a chaplain is the person they might go to if they were still active but Mm -hmm. yeah being a veteran they are not necessarily have a faith community to go to can you i don't know we want to talk about your (laughs) take on uh suicide of veterans uh yeah i I could get pretty emotional talking about that topic. Um, And you're right. The VA's report um, is kind of discouraging, but one of the highlights in it, they they talk about National Guard and reserve members and um, certainly how that community doesn't always connect to the VA like maybe a active duty person would or a veteran who's been to combat. And so we have these former reserve and National Guard guard veterans out there, um, sometimes on their own. And so that was the part of the report that I was interested in because that's the target of the community that I'm called to reach. Like you said, the active duty have chaplains, guard and reserve have uh, chaplains, but those that have left service, who do they have um, to reach out to? And, and I love, the, the one thing I do love about this report is the VA saying, we can't do this on our own. Um, we're really, really looking for um, the community in general to help us with this effort. And they specifically mention faith-based uh, programs and churches. And uh, I, I think the VA can't do it all and they shouldn't do it all. And, and I think people who are called to reach the veteran community really need to um, maybe listen uh, to that compulsion to, to meet that need. Um, gosh, it is such a big topic, and I'm glad that you said that the VA at least recognized they can't do everything. That is such a big and lumbering agency, and being the government, too. And are, Do they fall under the DOD, Department of Defense, or are they their own separate? You know, Either way, it just yeah. makes it so hard to navigate that. Mm -hmm. And did you say, so if you were a reservist or a guard and you weren't deployed overseas, you're not in their system? You may not be in their system. You know, it's, there's not a hundred percent right or wrong kind of application. Um, I've met lots of veterans who maybe haven't been into combat and still go to the VA. But I think I'm, I'm a, uh, Army Reserve veteran, and I know I've never been to the VA for anything, you know, other than visiting them for an event or something. And I think that there's probably other veterans out there um, and and former military who are out there who, um, for whatever reason, uh, don't feel that they need VA services. And yet at the same time, they're wanting to connect and reach out to other folks in the the military community. Now, if someone does reach to out to the VA um, with, 
I have suicidal thoughts or I'm not sure what emotion I'm feeling, there's still a stigma attached to this kind of, you know, (laughs) to suicide or thoughts of suicide or calling for mental help. Um, Does, so people might be reluctant right in the first place to go to the VA. Is that where the faith-based organizations would be of help for them? Well, with my experience uh, being in for 29 years, um, I think you're right. At the beginning of uh, the time we were seeing suicides, you're right, there was a stigma there. But I think nowadays the amount of support that veterans have, um, it, it really does seem like there are arms wrapped around them. And if they're struggling with suicidal ideation, Um, or suicide attempts, that there's this amazing uh, community and tons of resources out there, you know, certainly the suicide hotline, and then there's military one source that folks can connect to if if they're currently in. But I'm glad to hear that that stigma is going away. And if we're honest, we all have a bad day. We all have a bad week, right? And there's moments where maybe we're not thinking of suicide, but maybe we're thinking to get on a plane and fly far, far away, you know, and um, or we do those things to isolate, which then turn into a snowball sometimes when we're not feeling uh, the greatest. Yeah. Uh, we are talking this morning with the founder of Veterans for Worship, Debbie Mond. Um, I guess people can reach out to find out more about, we're not going to cover what you do here in a half hour. On Facebook is a great way, right? You yes. guys have a Facebook page. So when they go to Facebook.com, just look for Veterans for Worship, right? Just Absolutely. spelled out like that, Veterans for Worship on Facebook. You guys do events every once in a while. You, Like you said, um, at local VFW halls. Just tell us a few of the, some of the typical things people might see you do. Well, uh, our mission started with the Sunday Remembrance Service uh, before Memorial Day in 2016, and that really encompasses our worship events. I feel that veterans and former military who knew their chaplain during the service, they might have gone to chapel service. And so our worship events are much like uh, chapel service they might see when they were back in the military. And so we have those uh, connected closer to patriotic holidays. Um, we, we also do outreach events. You'll see that also on our Facebook page. And those outreach events are those stand downs. We will certainly share um, information from the Seattle stand down event. There's also the Veterans Resource Fair at the Tacoma Dome in April. And then uh, there's the uh, Everett stand-down event that the Snohomish County veterans host. And so we'll just tag on to that. So certainly we love to partner with folks. There's also the Heroes Cafe at a Verdant um, Wellness Center in Linwood. Those guys are amazing. I think they thought that they would get 10 people a month, and they end up getting over 100 veterans each and every month on the fourth Tuesday. So we kind of tag on to those events early on, but now we're creating some of our own events. And so uh, we started a reboot combat recovery course a couple years ago. Uh, Actually, last year we did that, and it's supposed to run for 12 weeks. And at at the beginning, we maybe had just three people in the room, and there was only uh, pretty much just three women and one guy, and we'd have another uh, male veteran come to visit, and the the one guy wouldn't be there that week, and he'd say, Debbie Mond, you need to 
bring in more dudes, right? <laughs> and um, and so we just started praying um, and hoping to get more people. By the end of the 12-week course, we had 15 people in the room each and every week. And what I heard is you can't kill this momentum. And so that's when Military Monday nights, our weekly formations, uh, were created. And we are just so blessed to partner and be hosted by View Ridge Community Church in Everett. They open their doors each and every Monday for us. Um, We have dinner every Monday, and each Monday we do something different. So we might focus on prayer and worship. Um, Another Monday we might focus on history. Another Monday we'll do a Bible study. The fourth one we'll do a game night or a movie which is really something for everyone. Um, it sounds like you are creating that, which you, you had network in there, right? So, I mean, uh, a support group, a faith-based uh, community. Exactly. Uh, boy, that, that's awesome. You, you mentioned worship, outreach, and network, and that's a little acronym, right? One. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like what you're doing there. Um, we're Like I said, we're talking about uh, Veterans for Worship with Debbie Mond. Uh Chaplain, you served overseas, right? Yes, sir. 20-some years, 29 years in the reserves? Yes, sir. Uh, A lot of people have done that same thing, done it for years and years and years. And like you said, they leave the service. They never really had a faith partner, chap, uh, community support. Is, Is there something... I don't know, this is a big picture question, Debbie. Something universal uh, about a spiritual need in people, is that easy to talk about? And, you know, that's very individual human thing that maybe we all have. Is, do you find that to be true? And can you articulate that or not? Well, I think you're right. I think we all think about it, um, and we're all on different journeys when it comes to our spirituality and to our concept of a higher power. And and that's really what I loved being an Army Reserve chaplain. I would get folks in my office who certainly were Christian, um, but I would also have soldiers that came into my office as atheists. Um, I had Muslim soldiers. And I would just love that we would have this dialogue together, right, in a very safe, respectful atmosphere. And I wasn't there um, to change anyone's mind, even Veterans for Worship. Yes, we're a Christian group, but at the same time, just like when I was in the reserves, I was a Christian chaplain, but I was everyone's chaplain. And, And that's what I see with Veterans for Worship. We are a Christian group, but hopefully anyone would feel comfortable coming and spending time with us, even if they ate dinner and left, right? We, we would welcome that. And we're there to, to talk about what they want to talk about. Um, that is so, I don't know, I, I'm having trouble articulating this myself, that, that people do have, there's something inside them that says, there's something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And church and faith-based groups and support groups that you're offering are, are there to offer that. Do you find that in like a VFW hall or American Legion where it's not talked about as God and religion or, but, but there's still a, a community that wants to share each other's burdens and mm-hmm. is that part of, does that ha- sort of blend together with what you do at Veterans for Worship? 
Absolutely. Uh, I'm on the right track there. The yes. <laughs> military folks have this own kind of camaraderie, this band of brothers, if you will. That, and that, sisters. But there's women. I, exactly. But it is women, too. But that was made, I don't know, Shakespeare wrote that line? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. You know, I think when whenever you have veterans around one another, there is this special bond that's really difficult to replicate. And I, we were talking in our group one night how sometimes on a Sunday you might go to church and you, know, you, you attend church, you go to the service, and then everyone says, okay, you know, we have Sunday afternoon activities with the family, we have Sunday dinner, whatever. You get two uh, veterans connecting during church. And you're going to have to tell them, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, the bond is just amazing where we just can't <laughs> I, stop I, talking. I pictured that as soon as you said that, <laughs> that they will stand around in a little group and talk forever, won't yes, they? Yes, they yeah. will. They will. And um, I think that the longer it's been for them to bond with someone, the longer that conversation is going to happen. In fact, on our military Monday nights, we have a thing called the parking lot. So, you know, we need to lock up the church and we need to get folks um, out back home. Because you're using somebody else's building, right? Okay. But we have the parking lot. So if there's something that's burning on your heart and you want to talk about it, we, we literally go to the parking lot and talk about it. So... And now let me expand that out to the families of the military, and they must have their own perspective as well, if not exactly the same. Um, how, how do spouses, children um, fit in with what you do, Veterans for Worship does, and, and just addressing this whole need? Because then I'm not only thinking of the, the suicide report we mm-hmm. talked about that so many people are in trouble, but just PTSD and how that affects Mm-hmm. a broader uh, scope of people than just the person suffering. Yes. So many spouses maybe were with the veteran during their service, but what we're seeing now is uh, you have spouses who have uh, connected with a veteran after their service, right? So it's kind of hard because they don't have a frame of reference um, when yeah. that person was serving. And so um, we... We will connect with some of those spouses during these stand-down events. And I'll tell you, a few years ago, I met this one couple that are, is the sweetest couple and a part of our veteran family, uh, Sherman and Jen McCarter, and they go to Spectrum Church, and they are our representatives there. And so um, we have them, and then we also have Kathy Jo Kahn and her husband, Sam. Kathy Jo is now the director of our worship arts. So we're getting the spouses involved in this mission, too. And then we have Ken and Deb Krill from Dew Ridge who help set up tables and chairs, cook food, and open up the church for me. And because, you know, this started with just one person and a couple volunteers, and now we're over 20 volunteers strong. And the more volunteers and the more support we get from the community, the more we can do. So... Well, that leads me, we're going to run out of time here pretty soon, Debbie, to one of my last questions is what's ahead for Veterans Worship? Do you have like a five-year plan or anything Uh, like big corporations do or anything? You guys are small, but you sound like you're such an important need in the community. Tell me what you hope to see in the future, maybe. Well, we uh, are working on a special new project right now. We're hoping to have a veteran brunch in Renton. I won't name the location because I don't have official approval yet, but if you're a veteran in Renton, uh, you might know where we'll be um, for that brunch on October 14th. Nope, tomorrow. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Facebook.com Veterans for Worship. Yes, if it's sir. ready, it'll be posted there. I assume. Yes, sir. So, okay. Absolutely. And then uh, View Ridge always hosts us for our Veteran Appreciation Event, and that's usually the Sunday before Veterans Day. So, again, go to Facebook for more details. And then View Ridge is being uh, just very embracing the military community. In fact, they have done a Celebrate Recovery program for the last few years, and one of the things that they're launching in November is a open share group for veterans called Welcome Home. And so, of course, I'm going to lead that effort for women veterans and and female spouses, and then hopefully at some point we'll expand that to also male veterans and spouses as well. And, And then certainly, like I said, there's the Seattle stand down in December, and then we, for the very first time, are going to host our own, I call it a veteran stand down event, uh, professional conference, faith conference, all combined March 14, 2020. We don't have a place yet, but it is mathematical pie day, and so we are planning to have pie. Oh, so if you like pie, um, please come. For that event. (laughs) 3.14 is pie. So you're going to have pie. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So we are out of time now. Any last thing you'd like to say about Veterans for Worship? Or maybe we, I mean, there's a lot more, but that you want to say. I know what I should have asked. If if anyone listening Mm -hmm. right now knows someone or is thinking about suicide, what do you say to that person? How to reach out for help? Where and... Uh, If you're out there and... And you're feeling alone and you're in a dark place. I would just say that you're not alone. Every single one of us has felt that before. And we would hate to see you struggling uh, on this on your own. And so please, um, there's many ways to contact us. Um, Certainly reach out on our Facebook page. There's also the National Suicide Hotline. And and certainly if you're in a a crisis moment, please call 911. Right. Yeah, the stigma, like you're saying, it's going away. Don't yes. feel bad about asking for help. It's, it's people love you. That's what people have to know. Yes, absolutely, and they care for you. And thank you so much, Deb. We have been talking this morning with Debbie Mon. She is the founder of Veterans for Worship. Debbie, thank you for coming in today and letting us know about the great work that chaplains are doing for our veterans through Veterans for Worship. You have a lot of volunteers <laughs> that, yes, are, that are working and helping people, um, and you served over in the Middle East yourself, right? Iraq 0708. I just want to say welcome home and thank you. from all of us. Thank you for that service as well. If you would like to hear this interview again, you can find it on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts within a few days. Just search Spotlight with Gary Scheip. I am Gary Scheip. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.